Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. It's March and Women's History Month, plus yesterday was International Women's Day. So today, you and I are going to celebrate spicy divorced ladies on the podcast. And today's episode is extra delicious because I'm joined by returning guest, finance babe, Sarah Chevier, and a new guest, Dr. Kay Thomas, the founder of Divorce Connection. And Kay's also a fellow podcaster of the Coffee and Divorce Chat podcast. These two spicy divorced ladies are going to share with you their favorite divorced woman in history and how they reinvented themselves after their divorce. And also a tip or two, whether you're a divorced lady or a divorced dude, on how you can get your spicy back after divorce. I know, so exciting. Now, let's get this celebratory conversation started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am excited to turn up the heat with two spicy divorce ladies today, Kay and Sarah. All right, Kay, where are you coming from today? I am coming from the capital city of South Carolina, Columbia, down in the South. I'm a Southern girl, proud, not born and raised in the South, but I live here in the South. And Sarah, remind me again, what is your hometown? Right now, I'm in Austin, Texas. That's where I am right now. You ladies have lovely weather and I do not, but we are going (laughs) to turn up the heat with these burning questions. So this is the first time I've had two guests on the podcast doing burning questions. Okay. You're going to start us out and Sarah will follow. All right. Are you ready, ladies? Yes. Here we go. Okay. People who don't drink coffee are crazy. Sarah, what's something interesting you've done to make money? Make a spending plan. Okay, what is the most rebellious thing you did as a teenager? Goodness. Um, okay, so I'm a preacher's kid. And um, I would just say that sometimes uh, if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, I'd have to do something in the church. And so there was always something <laughs> like that. I was like, all the things I did do wrong, like my mouth always got me in trouble. Sarah, would you rather wear heels or yoga pants? Oh, shoot. That's very difficult because I love both. I guess I'm, I've been wearing yoga pants too much. So it, I feel it feels really nice when I wear uh, heels, but I don't wear them as much as yoga pants. Okay. What's your soulmate city? Oh, oh my gosh. Napoli. I love um, Italy, but Napoli hands down is the best. Sarah, what's the most useless skill you have? Useless. I don't know. I, that's a bit, that's a hard one. Maybe I can tie the sherry knot. The stem of the sherry. Gorgeous. <laughs> I can't tie it. Okay, what do you do when you can't sleep at night? I count sheep. I'm an expert at it. Sarah, what song did you play endlessly as a teenage girl? Take on me. Okay, what's one thing you would tell your 20-year-old self? Yes, definitely go to Nashville to see what that dude is doing. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Sarah, what's something bold in your closet that you love to wear? I love to dress up. So I have a lot of stuff that are like dressy or sexy or cutie, like uh, even costumes. I I like to dress up. 
in general. And last question, Kay, do you sing in the shower? No, but I do sing in my house all the time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. That was so much fun learning a few more spicy things about you. And today's conversation, it's all about reinvention after divorce and getting your spicy back. Well, I remember going through my divorce and feeling really isolated. I don't know if you two ladies can resonate. And one day out of nowhere, I decided just to Google famous divorced women. And the list, I will tell you, the list was long. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised at all. No one's surprised. Exactly. And reading about these women in history, these icons, and we're going to talk about some of them today, that had accomplished so much after divorce was so inspiring to me. And so it gave me such a boost. And so I am just so excited to have this conversation with you and the listener today. So we're going to start. I want to hear from both of you. Sarah, you can start. Who's a historical, spicy divorce lady that you admire who reinvented herself after divorce? So I have to say uh, Tina Turner. And I there's a lot of things, you know, like when I learned about her story and I saw her story, um, I felt so identified with it. You know, I come from an abusive marriage, not as much as hers, but, but I relate to it a lot. And um, the fact that she was willing to walk away with nothing. With nothing. But like, I think it was just two cars and obviously her name. Which her stage is name, her, right. Yeah, her name is her brand, right? So I feel that 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 was that you know that was super inspiring for me you know she's the women that uh a site that is that was resilient empowered and above everything you know like even she kept herself appeal right and in her case she probably didn't have to reinvent herself because she was already who she knew who already who she was. She was Tina Turner and she was not willing to lose that. Right. In my case, I have to find my identity, but she was very inspiring to me. I want to play a clip of hers. And Kay, have you seen the movie? Have both of you seen the movie? What's love got to do with it? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, Incredible. Yes. Quoted and everything. Right. So yes. I'm, I'm going to play this clip. One thing I love about Tina Turner, I'm just going to say is, that she married such a younger man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why not? She met I know him. Younger she was man. 50 and he was 30. I'm like, you go, Tina. And they oh, still delicious. together. And they are st- 30 plus years later, they are still together. Yeah. Here's a great clip I love to share with uh, both of you and the listener, Tina Turner, everyone. I'm a happy person normally. I don't dwell. I don't suffer and moan and whinge, as they call it over here. I- I'm not a complainer. I'm basically an up person. Even in my... My worst moments there, I still found time to laugh and loud. It's my nature. Because, you know, what can you do once it's done? You just must go forward. And that's that's how I've lived my life. I just love her positivity. After everything that she's been through, an abusive relationship, she is in still such a confident place in herself to be choosing happiness and positivity. It says a lot about her character and resilience. Yeah, definitely. And that's why she landed such a younger husband, you know, because of <laughs> right. that attitude that she has, you know, a very young attitude and positive and energetic and yeah, go get her. Of course, sex appeal. Very bold. Very bold. I love that about Tina. Well, my uh, famous woman who reinvented herself after divorce is Nora Ephron. Are you ladies familiar with Nora? No, I'm not. I learned about it from you. So this is interesting. Well, she is a famous screenwriter and she wrote movies like Sleepless in Seattle, When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail. Meryl Streep also starred in a movie called Heartburn. Have you heard of this movie? I've heard of Heartburn. I've watched Heartburn. 
Sarah, have you have you yeah. seen it, Kay? You've seen Heartburn? I have seen all of them but Heartburn. So I've Heart- seen all of them. Yeah, Heartburn is so fantastic. And, and Kay, I'd love your opinion as well because, Sarah, it's about her life. It's about Nora's life. Meryl portrays oh, wow. her. And it's about, yes, it's about when she went through this terrible divorce. And Meryl Streep plays her, plays Nora Ephron in the movie Heartburn. And then Jack Nicholson plays her ex-husband, Carl Bernstein, who is a famous writer, journalist. And there was a scene in this movie, and I saw this years ago before I even went through a divorce. There's a scene in this movie where Meryl is just at her wit's end. She's just left her terrible husband. She's at her like her sister's house or her dad's house, and they're no help. And she's just overwhelmed, and her kid's crying, and she's just melting down. And I remember at the time thinking, well, well that's, that looks terrible. <laughs> And then I went through all of that. I'm like, yeah, it really is. So, yeah. Um, but 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 then her character obviously pulls herself together and and becomes this fierce woman. And that's what Nora did. I mean, she went on to become this famous film director, creating incredible rom coms that most people have seen and cherished. So I love Nora. I love funny ladies. I have crushes on funny ladies. I yeah, a, a I love to be and funny. I love all those movies for sure. And I love how she could, you know, granted her marriage didn't end so well, but she could write these delicious, lovely, sweet romantic comedies that we could all lean into. So she would be mine. Definitely. And how awesome. about how about UK? Who is a famous spicy divorced lady in history who reinvented herself that you just adore? So I'm a, a 70s baby and grew up like high school in the 90s. And my person is Mary J. Blige, who if you did know her, now you definitely know her because she performed performed in the Super Bowl. So and the reason, yes. And the reason why I chose her because she really normalizes mental health. Like she puts out, you know, I didn't know that that movie Heartburn was about Nora's life. And so Mary J's songs have always been about her life, the ups and the downs. She normalizes mental health and just the struggles that she's going through and she doesn't hide behind it. And so she, and music for her is therapy. And she also talks about just taking care of herself and ma- and choosing herself now. I, yeah, I've always been a fan of her music, always been a fan of her stuff. And then going through my divorce, man, I played her last album, not the one she has out right now, but the one prior to that on repeat all the time. Her music wow. just makes you feel unstoppable, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's encouraging and um, and, and she bounces back. So not only does she bounce back like in her, you know, with her me, like you, her music reflects her bounce back. Like Kamala Harris chose her song, Work That. Yes, I love song that, that song, she, Work That. Yeah, yes. that she came out on, you know, people like, you know, besides the CNN commentator who said it was Beyonce and got it wrong. Oh, I was man. like, that's, I mean, I think everybody was yelling at the screen. That's Mary J. What are you talking about? Well, she has a powerful documentary on Prime and you've yes. seen it, Kay. Have you seen it, Sarah? No, I have not yet. It's called, watch. You have to watch it. It's called My Life. Let me play a clip from the trailer from that documentary. Ooh, going down. The only thing I think that kept us guided was the music. My whole world's upside down. It just saved you. Global superstar. Double Oscar nominee. Nine Grammy Awards. The queen of hip-hop and R&B. Mary J. Black. Real love. Nobody sounds like her. 
When Mary sang, I heard the pain of a generation. In the neighborhood we lived in, it's like prison. There was a lot wrong and there was a lot I needed to get out. That's why I had that pen. Sleep don't come easy. My life is probably my darkest album. At one of the darkest times I've had. Most of the times I was just depressed and didn't want to live. I had it all inside and I was able to sing it and write it. I didn't know that so many people felt the same way. She made it okay for people to say it's all right to be me. Okay, what was your favorite part of that documentary? It is so powerful just listening to that clip right the, there. The, the whole point of her doing the documentary is because the My Life album touched so many different women, black, white, no matter who you are, about dealing with happiness, wanting to be happy. She had just finished a you know pretty public breakup. She was like living the life, but her life was all this. And so what it did for partly women like myself in our 40s that grew up watching her and loving her music was like, this is the story behind that album. And it made it okay. Like once again, she focuses on herself and the focus is on being happy. And so it just gave that behind the scene. And the other thing I loved about that documentary, she talked about her community. And you have to have, when you're going through a divorce, I don't know about you ladies, but you really can't do this on your own, right? You know, ideally, you do, no. Yes. I yeah, don't recommend you, that. Absolutely. Lean into others. Let others. Right. And you. to see like famous people that, you know, celebrating her and saying we've seen her healing and her growth. I love that part of the documentary that it was also about that. Like these people were also going through some things and how the album touched them too. I, I could watch that. I've watched that documentary a lot of times. Sarah, you got to treat yourself to the Mary. Treat yourself, both of you treat yourself to Heartburn. Oh, okay, you've already seen Heartburn. So Sarah yeah, needs to see Heartburn. Yes. And the tea, we've um, all seen the Tina movie. So we, we're good there. Yes. But definitely, yes. Sarah, treat yourself to this My Life. What I loved about that documentary, Kay and Sarah and, and listener, is that she talked about how she really had to learn to love herself. Yes. And I'm like, wow, Mary J. Blige had to learn that? Like, she had to learn that. I mean, it just was so powerful to hear someone so iconic say, I didn't love myself. I really had to learn how to love myself. That was powerful for me to hear her say that. Talk about that. Definitely. And they all have that common denominator that they bounce back. They didn't let these struggles or the divorce, etc. It didn't let them just go downhill. But actually, they were they all were willing and they they got empowered to actually bounce back and keep going and nonstop. And I think it's an inspiration for so many women that are either going through divorce or went through divorce and they can actually reinvent themselves. They can actually find a way to bounce back and grow and thrive. A bit like a book club. More delicious conversations that once made you blush. Pour some wine and let's talk about all things sexy. Yes, the red room. Become a member at divorcedandhappy.net. I want to hear now how you two spicy divorce ladies did just that. So, Kay, talk about how you reinvented yourself after divorce? You know, for me, it was just finding myself again. And I I give all credit to my therapist. Um, When I, when I finally went to therapy, probably maybe, um, and maybe nine, nine or 10 months into my separation, one of the things that we talked about was my identity. And so who was Kay that was not tied to my work? And that was not a mom that was not a wife anymore. And just getting back to the heart of me. So 
by doing that, I felt I had to get back being comfortable who I was because I had lost that in my marriage. So that just means being authentically me. So reinventing myself was just getting back to the core and not being being unapologetically like, yes, I love to play golf. I love to travel. I'm not hiding that or thinking like, oh, well, I find someone like that. You know, it's like, no, this is how I do life. So how will you do life? And uh, and that was key because I had a good friend who would tell me, you'll find someone who is curious about you just like you're curious about them. And if I'm out there doing the things that I love, I'm going to find someone in that space. And so by doing this, you're enjoying your life. That's exactly right. And then also like, I don't know, there's just, there's just like this, this concept of like knowing that as long as you're happy, like Mary J. Blige being happy with myself. Absolutely. How about you, Sarah? How have you reinvented yourself? Have you bounced back since Oh my gosh, where do I start? Like for (laughs) me, it was pretty traumatic because, you know, like I made a vow and, you know, for me, that was like so important. And then obviously everything that my ex-husband told me, abusive, emotional, you know, the emotional abuse, all the verbal abuse. And uh, it took me, it took me a long time because I was lost. And I, and at that time, I didn't know what, you know, what it was a coach, what it was. I did went to therapy, et cetera, but I, I didn't understand that there was so many other avenues. So it took me years, like the guilt that I was feeling all the time and the shame that now I was to do divorce women because one of the things that he told me and I will never forget that is that he says well you're going to be a divorced woman who is going to love you now nobody nobody love divorced women so again all like that Ike Turner carried me for years mm. and then uh, I was able to fall into the into the arms of amazing coaches mentors that guide me because again I didn't have an identity I didn't have a I didn't work I was just the wife of somebody else and Everybody knew me as so-and-so wife. They didn't know me as Sarah, as Sarah Shavir. They knew me as, oh, this is so-and-so wife. So it's finance, me alone. babe, by the way. Love that. Well, now I am, but you at sure that time, are. I was a nobody, right? No. But I was able to fall into the arms of people that, are, that were mentors and helped me, and uh, I did uh, a lot of EMDR as well. And all of that allowed me to find myself, find my identity, find to do something that I love. And now I love to inspire women and become empower- empowered to take charge of their money. Because when they are able to take charge of their money, they will feel confidence to make their decisions. You know, fortunately, a lot of women live uh, in horrible marriages right now. And the common denominator is that they don't have the knowledge of the finances. So they stayed in a marriage and sometimes and a lot of times in an abusive marriage, because that's what happened to me, because they don't have the the, the financial knowledge and the money because the, the husband has control everything and all the money. So they don't know how to get out of it. But once we learn about this, and I'm very passionate about I that. I know, I feel it, that passion. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But you're somewhere, or, or state laws. Sometimes there's some crazy yeah. state laws. Like I live in a state that says that you have to be separated for a year in order before you file for a divorce. And so that means you have, and like physically separated, you can't live in the pool house on your property. You can't, you know, do all those things. And so if you don't have the financial means to go get an apartment, do those things. Or the community like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, for that. So it's good that you're, you know, trying to empower women in my organization, trying to get them to access the resources. It can be very daunting. But that's why Tina Turner was so inspiring for me because she was willing to 
leave everything. And that's exactly what I did. I uh, I ended up homeless. I'm not going to deny that. I ended up homeless. I ended up leaving in my car and taking showers in the gym. But I was feeling so much better hmm. doing that and, and trying to find a way on my own than being in the abusive relationship that I was leaving for eight years. So powerful. So powerful. So that is a great segue to both of you sharing with the listener a spicy tip on how she or, you know, he can reinvent themselves after divorce. Kay, how about you share something with us? What would be a spicy tip for the listener on reinvention? So I'm assuming, Sadie, you're going to share like our IG handles and, and things like that. Absolutely. And how find this awesome. It's so all I in the show in- notes. It's all in the show notes. Awesome. So in the show notes, uh, check out my social media page, which is um, Coffee and Divorce uh, Chat. I think about my own podcast name because I'm doing Alone Not Lonely. And that's my spicy tip for you. It's okay to, it's sexy to go out. And there's a difference between being alone and lonely. And when you get to a place where you're like, I'm good with being alone. And now that's starting to be like the burning thing, like doing all that. And it doesn't mean you don't need anybody or that you don't want no, someone. Not at all. Right, right. As, yeah, exactly. So that's my spicy tip. Start small. But anyway, once a month on my, on my uh, IG page, I am actually showing examples because people talk talk about it, but no one's like taking a picture by the at some restaurant eating sushi. Well, guess what? You're going to see that or no one's taking a picture of them. Spicy over there, Kay. I'm telling you like, my therapist pumps me up. Like my therapist in my community pumped me up, but they're like, yes, do that. So once a month I'm doing it and I have a really huge one that I'm doing in December, but that's my spicy tip because, oh, I just, there's just so much empowerment to come, you know, Get to where you get yourself all dolled up or you just go sit and, and read a book someplace, but don't be afraid to do something by yourself. That's my spicy tip. You never know who you can meet. That so what, is so besides awesome. Besides going to get your sushi, Kay, what do you like to do by yourself? And Sarah, I'd love for you to answer that question too. Yeah, I just um, I just really love exploring the city of Columbia. There are still some parts of Columbia that I have either just gone by. I love going downtown, sitting there, reading a book. I'm a people watcher. So I just really, I love being, like you said, in beautiful beautiful city. So anything like that, I love doing by myself. Just and do you love that more now that you're divorced? Do you think? No, I loved it then. You know, I'm very fortunate. I, I think I'm very fortunate that I was uh, in my twenties. I lived in cities where I didn't know anybody, you know, and I, so I'm used to doing things. And I think that's why it's a little bit easier for me, but I'm an introvert, but I'm that social introvert. So I, so it was, it, even though like I can do it, I still get butterflies. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to this museum event by myself. Am I going to know anybody? I'm going to meet anybody. And it always ends up going out very well. You know, even if I walk out not meeting anybody, but Daka, I am scared, butterflies, everything. And then I just have to get over the moment. And then you are in the moment enjoying yourself. Exactly. It's like, exactly. you know, but a stage fright almost. And you exactly. get through that first beat and then you're just fine. I'm that. just good to go. Give me a little happy hour. I'm good yes! to go. How about you, Sarah? What do you love to do by yourself? Taking so, Kay's inspiration here for your spicy yeah, tip. Yeah, absolutely. You well, when it comes to going outside, I do love to do networking events because I am going intentionally for my business. But at the same time, I get to meet so many like-minded people and uh, I can have my drink. Yes, yes. Yes, I can have my drink and enjoy with other people. But when it comes to being alone, I've actually has come to a 
a time that I actually can enjoy. And like you said, you know, like I love your concept and I don't feel alone when I do things. And I love to take baths. Oh, like yes. that's kind of like my self-care, like being able to take a bath, turn on, you know, turn off the lights and turn on a candle, light a candle and uh, just listen to the music that I enjoy and have a bath and, and just relax and have that moment for myself with no interruption. Well, I have to do a side note here. Sometimes my cat interrupt me. You know, she <laughs> she comes to the bathroom. She follows me everywhere. But but that's the only time. But, you know, like I can relax there. She just sits in the toilet while I am in the bath I waiting for me. Is her name kind of- Tina? I'm kidding. <laughs> I would love it if you had a cat named Tina. That would be yeah. so cool, Sarah. Okay, yes. Sarah, yeah. what is your spicy tip for the listener on how he or she can reinvent themselves after divorce? Honestly, I'm going to go back with the finances. You know, get financially educated because when you know how to manage your money and con- and take control of your money, instead of money controlling you and you take charge of your money, basically that is the, the moment that you will be able to live life in your own terms. So even if if you find a man, you don't depend financially in that with that this man, right? And you actually, you know, like Case a lot of men actually admi- Case yeah. over there. Yeah, <laughs> men admire that. Men admire when a women have their shit together, and Absolutely. and when they do, and they are empowered, they're gonna earn that respect for a man. No man is gonna try to mess up with that woman. But you also have your self-respect. I remember, uh, you know, like my first year after my divorce, I was just on the spot with my budget, 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 budget. And it just felt empowering. Like I knew exactly yes. where every dollar was going. And it just felt so good to have that control of my money again. Yes. So Definitely. Good. Well, this has been so delicious. I love hearing about your stories and, and your icons that you look up to. There are just so many spicy divorced women out in the world. Thank you so much for being two powerful ladies that brought a lot of good energy today. It's Women's History Month. Let's keep celebrating. It's exciting. And now I want you to share how the listener can find more of you, more about your coaching, more about your podcast, your big ideas, how you're creating community. I love all of it. So go ahead. Kay, how about you? How can the listener find you? Um, You can find me uh, two ways. So the name of my uh, podcast is Coffee and Divorce Chat. And so you can find me on social media there. And then also my nonprofit, which helps uh, people navigate the divorce process and offer free um, access, access to free resource and programs is called the Divorce Connection. Um, as well. So follow us, subscribe to our newsletter, and and we don't turn anyone away to help them navigate life after divorce or going through the process. How about awesome. you, Sarah? They can find me at financebabe.com. My podcast is Finance Babe as well. And on Instagram is Finance Babe and Facebook is financebabe.net because Finance Babe has taken. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you two delicious divorce ladies, you keep on being spicy. You too, Sadie. And bringing so much good energy into this world. I appreciate you today. Thanks so much again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. And everybody, listen to some Tina and some Mary J. And watch a Nora Ephron movie. All right. Thanks again, ladies. Oh, that was such an inspiring chat. Thank you so much again, Sarah and Kay. I loved learning about your divorced icons, Tina Turner and Mary J. Blige. You can find the links to those clips in my show notes. And I also just love all the passion and positivity that Kay and Sarah brought to today's conversation. 
So be sure to check the show notes again to find links to their social media and to their website so that you can learn more about Sarah's awesome financial coaching and Kay's inspiring nonprofit, Divorce Connection, and of course her podcast, Coffee and Divorce Chat. You know, I don't drink coffee, but I sure enjoy Kay's podcast, so definitely check it out. And you know also what I enjoy so much, candid conversations about all things sexy and sensual, which I plan to have with women like you in the Red Room. For the last month, I have been sharing with you about the Red Room. It is a spicy, safe space for like-minded women to have honest conversations about sex and sexual desires and curiosity around sexual experiences, which, which is just so delicious and empowering. And it's, it's a safe space where you, my friend, get to color outside of the lines while being part of a unique community that I know is going to be way more delicious than a traditional book club. Plus, there will be amazing sex experts and you'll have the opportunity to ask them all of your intimate questions in the privacy of the Red Room. Invite your girlfriends and then treat yourself and visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net and become a member of the Red Room. The Spicy Fun starts just a week from now, next Wednesday, March 16th. I'm so excited. And we'll be meeting every third Wednesday of the month from March till August. All of this talk about divorced icons and reinvention after divorce and sexy conversations is making me feel especially happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. My tip to happiness this week is I want you to take some good risks. That's right. This week, I want you to consider taking some good risks. What's a good risk say to you ask? I know I just had a finance coach on my show, so I'm going to clarify. Some good risks include risk getting turned down, shoot your shot and risk getting turned down or risk not getting the job, but at least you've applied for it. Risk at failing. It's okay. Try something out. Maybe you'll be great at it. Maybe you'll fail a few times before you get the hang of it. Risk putting your new ideas out there. That's one of my favorite risks, by the way. Risk missing out now in order to achieve something greater later. I know practicing patience. It's a daily exercise of mine. Also risk that person not saying, I love you too. I know that's a scary step to take after divorce, but love is a great reward. So take the risk and risk making a mistake and then another mistake and then another one. Because as you know, through our mistakes, we learn so much about ourselves and mistakes are sexy. Plus research shows that taking healthy, appropriate, good risks make us happier. I mean, it was a risk for you to get divorced and just look at the happiness that your choice has given you. And even if you didn't choose your divorce, look at how your divorce has changed you and transformed you for the better. You're braver than you think. So treat yourself this week, this month, this year to taking some good risks. If anything, I'll bet it'll make you feel even spicier. And how delicious is that? Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. 
Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's eight tips to happiness. And you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.